When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Oh, I've been dreading this. I've been dreading this. Go on. You right, mate? Go on. Just get it over with. How was your weekend? It was fine. Go on, just get it over with. Had a good week so far? Until now, yeah. What have you been up to? Just say it. Watch any uh, watch any soccer ball at the weekend? Yes. Did you? What did you watch? I watched Orlando beat New York Red Bulls. So much anticipation. Just say it. I've received so many tweets. Just Asking if it's going to happen. Just say it. Just <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> compose myself. Just get it over with. I think I'll wait. This is the MLS UK Show. Welcome along, Season 2, Episode 8 of the MLS UK Show. My name is Elliot Holman. How are you today? And I'm Henry Hewitt, dreading this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, uh, only a few games in MLS this week, so um, I suppose we'll have to sort of dig down a little bit deeper, get into the finer details of some of those games and uh, talk about some of the results as well. Yes, including LAFC winning again. We're going to be speaking to Matt, who is part of UK LAFC. What a hit from Zimmerman, by the way. Uh, Yeah. Matt is our DP on the show today. All the usual fun as well. Um, and also, get it! Oh. Come on! Sasha, legend! Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK show. Woo-hoo! Officially the longest Woo! MLS UK show intro ever. Woo! 
Welcome to season two, episode eight. Woo! Oh, do you know, genuinely, my thoughts on Saturday uh, watching that match. Oh, this will be good. It got to about, well, Sasha scored. It got to about 10 minutes to go. And I weren't thinking of, oh, I wonder if Red Bull's going to get back in it. I wonder if Orlando can hold on. I was just like, I hope Orlando don't win this game because he's going to be unbearable in the next podcast. First win on the road in 11 and a half months. <laughs> was that against Philly? Was that that game? When it uh, I think happened? it was Colorado. Colorado, right. Woo! Oh, dear. Mate, Sasha. Well, I don't know what to say other than Sasha is like one of those shopping trolleys. Do you know when you try and take a shopping trolley or a cart, as they call them over in the States? Yeah. Uh, and you take it out of the car park, it, it stops working. They're like tied to a location. They, they, the wheels just grind to a halt. Yeah. Sasha only works in New York. <laughs> it's been absolutely dreadful. Uh, I think his, uh, his razor only works in New York as well. I mean, what is that moustache he's got? Yeah, Skinny Ron vote, yeah. Anyway. He, he shouldn't be allowed to score with that moustache. Skinny Ron, Jeremy. Anyway, <laughs> let's crack on. Right, we need to start the podcast, as we normally do, with... What's it called? Uh, the game with the changing name. Do you know what? You've got that right three weeks in a row, and now it's now the, the name doesn't change. We need a new name. Now you've started to get it right. The no, game with the changing name. Because then I'll forget it. <laughs> oh, that's true. Um... We do this every podcast, if you've not heard it. Basically, we choose a player that has played in both the UK and MLS. People struggled last week. Yes, it was Drogba, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Drogba. And I shouted out Nathan on last week's podcast because he always gets it. And he's always quite smug. Like, messages straight away. Uh, And he didn't get it. Ah, right. Because you missed Chelsea out. Well, it made it too easy, though. You said, uh, what was his French teams? That Lemon team. Le Mans. Le Mans, yeah. Uh, and then he went to Montreal, didn't he? Yeah. So. Uh, right, the one this week is not from us. It comes courtesy of Stephen on Twitter. He got in touch via DM and he put it to, our, to us. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know about you, Elliot, but I didn't get it. No, I haven't got it either. But I like that people are now sending us suggestions for, for people. It's good. Yes. At, at MLS UK Show, if you want to do that. Um, so we're going to put it to... Uh, you guys, our listeners, we'll see if we can get uh, a right answer. Now, we will reveal who it is at the end of the podcast, but you can tweet us if you're listening right now. Uh, LA is our house, our friends who do the uh, LA Galaxy podcast. Mm-hmm. They tweeted us with a photo, a screenshot of where they were up to in the podcast with their answer. So, like that. Yeah, so if you want to they could that. have just dragged it back. Yeah, yeah. But no, they wouldn't have done that, surely. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so we're going to put it out to you guys. However, I have Googled it. So I know who it is now um, because obviously we'll need to reveal who it is at the end of the podcast. So these are the teams that he's played for. And I think this is what trumped us with it. Don't say, don't say that word. Trumps. Um, don't, don't. Whoa, not, not. There's a lot of American and Canadian people listening. Don't say that. Okay. A UK version. Uh, this is what Dismay does. <laughs> May. Um, so these are the teams that he's played for. Gretna, who were a Scottish team but went out of business, I think. Is that Gretna Green? Yes. Right. And um, Wrexham as well. He played there in 2009. He then, uh, his career has has certainly had an upward turn since then. Uh, He's played for SKC, Orlando City, New York Red Bulls and uh, Philadelphia Union in in MLS. Um, But who is it? Hmm. Leave leave that one with me. I'm, I think I may be able to get this. I'll give you a clue, Elliot. Orlando City, 2015 to 2016. Okay. 
Right then, I've stalled for as long as I can. We need to discuss what happened this last weekend in MLS. A depleted fixture list, but uh, eventful to to say the least. If we if we're going to start with with uh, Red Bulls, Orlando, mm-hmm. I'm going to hand over to you because I I don't want to be the guy that takes over and it's all like oh Orlando were amazing and oh yeah get in get in you're all over to you mate. Right, I must admit, I was I was really impressed with Orlando. I've got to give you that. Get in! I was really impressed. I thought defensively, you know, New York Red Bulls had the most of their possession, especially in the last half an hour. You didn't concede a goal, which is, is shocking. I don't Get know what, what's more shocking, the fact that you won the game or you didn't concede a goal. I think winning away from home, not conceding and scoring a goal, all equally surprising. Bad day for New York Red Bulls. You could look and say, what, they had six, five changes? Mm, I messaged you about this, didn't I? Mm. So, um, did I did I, did I not predict their exact 11? You did, to be fair. Well done. Um, so, I still would argue that, not just because it's Orlando, I think that New York Red Bulls roster is possibly the strongest in the league. I think Atlanta have got a strong 11. I think in terms of rotating, losing five or six players... I think that was an incredibly strong starting eleven. Yeah, it didn't seem... I was surprised when you said it, because when I looked at the team, I was like, I, I kind of didn't really pick where the players who would come out was, because BWP still played, Robles still played. Um, but then, obviously, you look and think... You look at the players who are missing, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, of course. May, it's mainly, mainly in defence, to be fair. But yeah. I think it's actually in, in attack, they kind of struggled to, to create. Yeah, Um yeah, they had one or two chances, but nothing that you know really clear cut. Uh, I don't remember the Orlando goalkeeper having to make that many saves. You know, it wasn't a, a sort of a all backs to the wall. It was for a bit, but I think Orlando, you know, counter attack was was pretty good. And uh, yeah, I just you just well. like to take you back. I appreciate that you are being nice about Orlando, so I don't want to like drop you in it too much. But in one of the first or second episodes of the season, yeah. I said to you, oh, we played Red Bulls in a friendly and uh, and we didn't lose. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I laughed because you, yeah, you were like, saying... yeah, we'll see what happens in the regular season. Yep. So, uh, get in. One flaw, though, in your performance. Go on. I, uh, I, I didn't see much of Nanny again. I don't, he's not mm. started that well. I'm expecting more from him. Playing out of position, though. Still. Playing he, in attack. You know. Like, he's, he, you think of Nanny as an attacker but very much on the left wing or the right wing. He's actually played very few games in his whole career up front in in that striker role. They were keen not to start Dwyer, uh, I think, managing his minutes. Uh, same with Mueller. So Nani's sort of forced up top. And I just, I don't think it's his game. He likes to have the ball rather than to be running onto it. Yeah. Uh, likes to have the ball at his feet and, and do his trickery and, and pick a pass. So and I, I agree with you. I do agree with you, but I'm excited to see him playing left wing. Well, we'll have to wait and see. But a uh, good win for Orlando, and uh, well done. You're now above Atlanta in the Get table. in! Come on! you just got to let me enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> That's not going to last. I'm well aware of that, so just let me have this. If you're listening and going, oh my God, just just let me have my money. Like last season, yeah. I had my six weeks where we went unbeaten. Oh, that uh, that was it. I hope. I really hope that doesn't happen again. <laughs> My goodness. Get if that it. happens again, I give everyone permission to just not listen until Orlando next lose a game because <laughs> it's going to be unbearable. Get it. Uh, right, elsewhere, FC Dallas. Good win against Colorado Rapids, mm. 2-1. Um, FC Dallas, a, a similar performance, really, the, uh, to the LA Galaxy one. I thought they controlled it well. 
Colorado at the moment, but you know, FC Dallas to say they've had a big change in the summer, in the close season, should I say? Um, you know, it's yeah, good win for them. Yeah, I, I feel like I may have jinxed Colorado a little bit because I gave them the big, the big build up. Yeah, and uh, it's not really, not really happened. Not happened yet. Two points, but. Um, when, you, when you're doing worse than Orlando, uh. well, two points. Eleven. If you'd have said to Colorado Rapids, you'd be level with uh, Atlanta at this point. Yeah. They'd have probably taken it. I think we keep going back to that point where we were looking at the odds and who was going to be bottom, and Orlando were like rock bottom in the odds, even yeah. below San Jose. And I'm saying to you, come on, no, like no. I think Orlando kind of have to be the benchmark now. I think if you're doing worse than Orlando at this stage of the season be a little bit worried yeah exactly um elsewhere philadelphia union uh, stick around union fans or anyone mm. who has an interest in philadelphia union because they're part of my uh, feature that returns this week uh the why do they hey henry yeah what's why do they why do they is a feature where because uh, people who don't watch mls there's a lot of cool stuff that happens in it so we always get asked hey elliot hey henry why do they dot 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 uh, so we've had, why do we call it Cascadia before? And why do we call it the Helly's Real Derby? So today it features Philadelphia Union. So stick around for that. Doop. So Philadelphia 3, Columbus Crew nil. Elliot, mm. um, Columbus Crew, this is a sign of things to come, is it? Uh, when uh, Zach Steffen leaves and we left with one of our favourite goalkeepers in the league, Mr. Bendick. Yeah, didn't have a good game, I'll be honest with you. Well, to be fair, he's not played much, has he? No, but trying to play out from the back and it all went wrong. Um, looked very familiar. Looked very reminiscent of Orlando last season. Now, Bendik, when he's on form, is probably the best keeper in the league. Great shot stopper. Really, really good. Um, I, I've I've seen him play, I think it was uh, 2016, 2017, uh, when I've gone to games. He's And he's just been epic. Like, some of the saves... Uh, do you know what? We were actually talking about this at dinner last night. Uh, my fiancé said, oh, do you remember the Toronto game? Which was actually the first MLS game I went to. Yeah. And she said, I just remember Bendik making a, making an amazing save. Now, I remember this as well. I was just like, "What? wait a minute. Are you just rolling off former Orlando players' names off the top of your head? I was well impressed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it sticks in our mind because he, he makes these incredible saves. But there was mistake after mistake last season. It, it didn't go well. Uh, it's not been a... A great start for him because Zach Steffen was called up. He came in. 3-0 loss. These things happen in MLS. I think you look at Columbus, they've made a really good start. Um, Philadelphia, completely the opposite. But look, you go away in MLS and it's difficult. And they just need to go again next week. I know it's a cliche, but I think it becomes season-defining. When you go away and lose 3-0, it's how you, how you bounce back. It's the same for Orlando. This New York game, no one really expected anything f- from it. But off the back of that defeat at home to Montreal, it's that response. It's how you, you know, it starts to shape your season. It starts to starts to become really important. Um, so Columbus really need to bounce back next next week. I've noticed as well, Miram's been dropped. Um, yeah, performances have been been really poor, uh, and he's actually been been dropped for the last two games. And he's been the lowest rated player on the team on uh, on whoscored.com as well. So interesting one to watch there because I don't know what's happened to him. And again, the Orlando curse probably. <laughs> yeah, it, it for me it feels like if uh, Miran could just go back in time, he'd probably say just stick it out at mm. you know Columbus, um, especially with everything working out well in the end for Columbus. Um, you mentioned there at uh, Columbus uh, just being away from home, struggling. Team that haven't struggled away from home 
well, this weekend anyway. FC Cincinnati, yes. another win for them. I can't help but love Cincinnati. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, there's no team in MLS that I, that I dislike. That's, that's genuinely true. I, I think it's fair to say there's teams that are less attractive to the neutral, even if that's something as um, ridiculous as kit, badge, mm. the way they play. I think there are teams that are not as uh, not as appealing. Uh, Cincinnati have come in bright colours, attacking mentality. They're taking the game to teams. Obviously, the result against Atlanta was brilliant. Um, the result over Portland was incredible. And this, again, a poor New England team, let's be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, who just sat back and just let them come. They just let them run. Um, specifically, central midfield, not tracking any runs whatsoever, just letting them come onto them and... You know, FC Cincinnati have got experience, they've got skillful players, they're going to punish you when you when you let them come at you. Exactly, yeah. Well, so what's happening with New England then? What's the problems? Well, uh, watch watched this game, and at half-time, when uh, Friedel was interviewed, he said none of that was what we worked on. He was almost like, almost distancing himself from trying to, you know, trying to save himself here, because he's gone, he's standing on the touchline going, look, that's nothing to do with me. Nothing we worked on this week have I just seen, um, and which I thought was really interesting. His own players having to walk past him, you know, to get to the locker room as well. Probably, uh, probably listen to what he's saying. But uh, Zahibo, for me, in in particular, in central midfield, just not just sort of tracking runs, but sort of oh, I sh- I, I should probably track him. So I'm just going to run back a little bit and then he start. You've look, you can't let FC Cincinnati come at you like that. And I think that's where it stemmed from. But Friedel did not look impressed at halftime. No, but he has teased a bit of potentially good news for New England Revolution fans. Uh, Friedel has teased that a DP could be on his way. Mm. And he says he really wants someone from Europe. So they were linked with Boljan, weren't they, from Stoke. Mm. Let's see what happens with that one. Yeah, I mean... We're in Stoke now. We can understand why he'd want to leave. <laughs> yes. Um, and last but certainly not least, LAFC continued their great start to the season. What a hat! Uh, Zimmerman, last-minute goal. They beat RSL 2-1. Uh, it was Well, you've got a theory about this goal, haven't you? Yeah. I, I feel bad about this. I do feel bad about this because it's a hell of a hit. And it's, yeah. I think the time of the goal as well is what, what makes it incredible. But... I think it's hit and hope. Yeah, you don't get many, what was it, 30 yards, 25 yards out? You don't get many screamers in the last seconds of a game. Not from your centre-back. No, yeah. Look, I don't want to be that guy. I think if we're all being realistic, it's it's a little bit of a smash it and just... (laughs) He's got a decent shot on him, to be fair. We all know this from from free kicks. So, to be fair to the guy, he's hit it with conviction because he's thinking, I've got a chance here. But... I think you can tell from the celebration. Even he's a bit like, oh, as if that's happened. As if that's happened. Well, I'm sure a man who uh, does think he means it uh, is Matt, who is from the UK LAFC uh, supporters group. Uh, now, you may know Matt. He kind of got went a bit viral last season uh, when he took his, uh, his now wife on mm. their honeymoon and ended up uh, at an LAFC game. So I had a chat earlier in the week with him. You were uh, unfortunately not able to join us, Elliot, as it was your fiance's birthday. And uh, yeah, I, I was taking her to an MLS game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if there's anyone who who understands why you couldn't be there, it would be Matt. Uh, so I had a chat with him about LAFC's start and that day where he uh, went behind the scenes at LAFC. Here's what happened. The MLS UK Show. Join us now is Matt, who is from the UK LAFC. 
uh, branch of LAFC fans. Matt, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, you? Yeah, not bad. Uh, although, I must admit, I, I'm probably not as good as you after the uh, start LAFC have had. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's been a good start, hasn't it? Three home wins out of three, and then you got the draw away at uh, New York City, which was a, an excellent point considering the pitch they were playing on. Definitely. Um, what do you put it down to, this start? Because we were discussed on our preview podcast that both me and Elliot, just we had got you down to win MLS Cup, so you've just really done what's expected, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I think, well, I don't want to get too carried away because I think we, we started strongly last year and then kind of faltered towards the end of the season. Um but I think we've just what we've done well is we, we've kept the strong players that we had and managed to just bring them together a bit more because we haven't really made any huge signings. So I think it's, it's more of a case of keeping hold of the big names like Zimmerman was supposed to be going, wasn't he? And then there was obviously the the veil at a Barcelona rumor. Um, well, Zimmerman there, I mean, going off Saturday, I bet you're uh, you're really glad that he didn't leave. Oh, definitely, yeah. Because not only is he like the core strength of our back four he can also score he's, he's, he's dangerous off corners mainly has anything surprised you with this start because like you said just said the LAFC didn't really make any signings uh, in the in the close season and we spoke to a Portland fan uh, a few episodes ago who was disappointed with their lack of transfer uh, activity and maybe that's one of the reasons why they haven't started too well but LAFC you guys you've just is, is that been a good thing that you've kind of kept the same squad together yeah, yeah. Because I think, um, judging from what I can make of the the um, the mantra, as I call it, at the club, it's it's all about building the youth and the f- for the future. So the signings they have made, it's been based around that. So that the the only signing that's really come straight into the team is Segura at, at centre back, which we didn't really have any other options, so he's got to come in. Um, but apart from that, you've got a lot of Vassell and um, a couple of other young kids who have they're not going to be ready right now, but. Give it a few years, they might be part of the first team. Um, the only other signing that we've, I expected to see more of was um, El Muna from Orlando, was it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, he, he's, he's he's just been a bench player at the moment, so we'll see if he gets to feature much. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you've uh, a lot of MLS uh, teams are using their squads a lot at the start of this season. Uh, yeah. LAFC don't need to, do you? No, no, not at the minute, no. <laughs> we should be losing a few to international duty soon, shouldn't we? So that's where you kind of see... What what depth you've got, isn't it? Does that worry you um, with the international sort of uh, games that are coming up, in particular in the summer? Um, well, it did last year, but then we seem to cope okay without the big names such as Vela and stuff. So at the moment, I'm not worrying about it too much. It's because looking at who who we've got to come in, I, I think they can they can step up when they're needed. Has any of us uh, performances this season so far? Has any in particular that you've, you know, you want to point out? Has any been better than others, or has it just been consistently good? Um, no, well, uh, to be honest, they've all su- surprised me to some extent because obviously NYC, I was expecting maybe to lose. I think a, a draw away there is a great result. Um, SKC, obviously, they they went far last year, didn't they? So to win against them that kicks us off to a great start and then Portland just mainly because of the rival we've got with them it's it's always nice to beat them but then for me personally the the um the game on the weekend it was to to still get three points even when we've played poorly by our standards I think that's that's a really good sign for for what's to come because that's when you kind of that's when you know you're going to win something isn't it when when you you can have a bad game and still still 
bring home three points. Yeah, exactly. The problem with my team, Atlanta, at the moment is we're having bad games, but not winning any of the bad games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've been very surprised at how poor they've been so far. It's, I've watched a couple of their games now, and compared to last year, you just sit, you see them off the ball, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And I think the you know we'll have to wait and see with Frank DeBoer. We'll have to wait and see if his style mm. of play um, can be successful in MLS. Has there been any other teams that have surprised you so far this season? Um, well, it, it, the, the, the thing I'm learning very quickly with MLS is you can't really be surprised with anything, can you? <laughs> you look how, how many times a team will finish bottom one year and then they're up there the next. And DC United, it's it's not a surprise for them because they, they finished the season strongly, even though on the whole it was a poor season. They finished very strongly, so you can understand why they're doing well so far. Yeah, well, this is what we tell people when they uh, in this country when they ask, "Oh, why do you watch MLS?" It, that one of the reasons is that well, teams can finish bottom of the league and then win MLS in the next season. Where in the Premier League, apart from Leicester, that doesn't tend to happen. What do you when you've got your mates or your family? And I know your dad's into uh, MLS a bit, but yeah, yeah. when well, you he's just into all football, he's, he'll watch it. He doesn't care where it is, he'll watch it. <laughs> well, the the people around you that, that do question your love and uh, for MLS and LAFC what, what do you tell them what's your the main selling point for the league the attacking style of play that's that is the main thing I lead with it's when um, <laughs> without without going in, into hours worth of details we've got a um, like a between me and my mates we've got like a shot league going so we're all given a team in the Premier League and for every goal you can see you have to do a shot and um, and I always suggested as look we just move it to MLS because there's, you'd be averaging three or four a week rather than one. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's my selling point. It's just it's all about entertaining attacking play. Uh, who's your Premier League team? I got United, so it started off quite poorly. <laughs> um, You've been then, pretty sober since January. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I haven't done many shots at all recently. <laughs> <laughs> um, so last year, uh, Matt, you went uh, viral with your uh, with your wife going over to LAFC. <laughs> uh, just explain to us how how did that come about? Um, I think. Somebody, somebody at the club must have um, just seen that I'd said I was going over there for my honeymoon, and um, and then there was there's a presenter for ESPN over there, Max, and um, he he got in touch and said, "Do you mind if we do like a quick interview for my YouTube um, station that I've got?" And then from there, it went to um, a videographer from the club, just followed us for most of the day, and um, it, it, it turned out a lot better because I, I, I was a bit nervous about doing it because I don't really like being on camera. Mm. But um, it was kind of like it was too good of an opportunity to turn down. They've basically they've said well, you can have a, a tour of the, the ground before the game and go into all the VIP areas as well. So I was like, I can't really turn that down, can I? No, exactly. <laughs> uh, so how was everyone with you? And what what was the oh, experience really? like, sort of behind the scenes like at LAFC? Oh, it's, it's not, I know it's brand new, but it was one of the nicest grounds I've ever been to. It was, they, they know how to treat the... The, the the VIP guests well don't they? I mean, I I, I say on the um, on the video that they made, they, they they left in the the after the editing, they left in that I said um, I've been to the VIP areas at the Hawthorns and it's it's nowhere near as posh as <laughs> But having been through all that and looked around the whole place, it was I was happiest in the in the terrace beyond the goal in the north end because that was just a simple bar and thousands of fans just jumping and singing. 
Yeah, well, that seems to, um, you know, videos of that seem to be going around Twitter at the moment and, and people over here are noticing what, what we can see on the TV. Just explain what was that experience like being amongst that? Oh, it was, it, it was just something else. It was, I can't put it into words. It was um, basically, I'd, I'd, I'd even told the wife, I said, just leave your phone in your pocket. Let's not get, like, I don't want to be watching the game and the experience through my phone screen, so... We're not taking any photos, not doing any videos. And luckily for us, we've got that video that the club did to to remind us of the, the occasion. But even then it was just something you've got to take in. You you, you don't see that every day in the English in the English leagues, do you? It's but it, and to be fair to other clubs, it's not just LA doing it. But for me personally, I having followed the club it was I, I was blown away. It was it was something else. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, you know, there must be a lot of fans of English teams watching that. I mean, obviously me as a Bolton fan with a half-empty stadium, you, you do mm-hmm. look and uh, jealous a bit. I know uh, West Brom do have a bit of a sort of singing section next to the away not, fans. Not much. No, yeah, <laughs> not, not on the scale of LAFC. I, I, um, I, I put a tweet out um, to, the, to a supporters club over here for West Brom um, after the last game I went to because it was... There was just it was silent. There was no atmosphere at all, and like you've said, in the section behind the goal next to the away fans, they've got a couple of people singing, and there was one drum. And I was thinking, not when you compare it to the MLS games that I've seen, it's they've got a whole drum section and the whole stand singing, and it's it's. I just think that's what supporting a football club's all about, isn't it? It's about support. It's not about. It annoys me with the Albion at the minute when you go and all you hear is people slagging off the players and the club mm. and the management, and you go, "Well, we supporters, we're not." We're not there to criticise all the time. But obviously, I've got to sympathise with what you're going through at the minute with Bolton because that's, that's not something you want for any club, is it, though? No, and I think, uh, yeah, I think a few fans have sort of said, well, with Bolton, we 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 accept that you're going to have a moan at the moment about what's going on. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, just one more thing on you going over to uh, LA. My yeah. The first thing my girlfriend said to me when I showed her the video was... <laughs> I I bet for the rest of the honeymoon or the best the rest of the holiday he's had to do whatever she wanted. So what did you have to do in return to make up for going to LAFC? Um, yeah, ba- that is basically how it was. <laughs> um, so the worst bit for me personally was I had to take her to a rooftop cinema to watch Dirty Dancing, and that was excruciating. <laughs> um, I also had to take her. I, 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 she's never been, so I don't know why she wanted to, but she also wanted to go and try out golf. So I had to take her to a driving range, which I can't hit a golf ball either. <laughs> so it was good fun because it was like it was this driving range off the side of a building. So that was a bit weird to think I was doing that. But yeah, it, it, I did have to make up for it. And then afterwards as well, we because um, we had the second week of the honeymoon in Mexico. So she had me doing all sorts that I didn't really want to do, like, <laughs> like climbing mountains and stuff. And <laughs> oh, but it was all worth it in the end for the experience you had. Oh, it was definitely worth it. I'd do it again. Probably not the, probably not the dirty dancing movie. <laughs> um, so, just before we go, Matt, thanks again for joining us. I want uh, just your predictions for the rest of the season. First of all, what's going to happen with LAFC? And, um, you know, can Carlos Vela win the uh, the MVP? Because he's got to be one of the favourites right now, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd put my money on Vela for MVP. Because... If you, I know it's still early days, but your other big names don't seem to be performing yet. Like Nani and Slatan, they're, they're not, they're not making as much of an impact as he is straight away. One last question: Are you going to do in an Atlanta and win the MLS Cup in your second season? 
Hopefully. Um, I don't want to say we will, but I think we'll get we'll get a lot further than we did last year. We'll, I think we'll get to the final, and I'll be honest, I'll take a cup. If, if we're not going to win, if we're not going to win the the whole thing, I'll take the um, the cup. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK show. I like Matt. I love that this whole idea of this podcast. We just thought. We're the only people in the UK that like MLS. And I love that there's just a growing number of people that can't wait to get involved in the show. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, there's a lot of our DPs that actually come from, um, like, supporters groups. Like, I know the Chicago Fire one, New England Revolution, who we no- we nearly spoke to. We we're going to try and get them on. But I think they're being a bit quiet at the moment with how uh, New England are playing. That's any revs, UK. And what's funny is that uh, last, last season when we first spoke to Matt, um, he actually listens to our show that we used to present together on the radio. So yeah. he, like, he knew us from our radio show, not from this podcast, which is just such a crazy, such a crazy thing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's random how you don't know. You could, we could walk past someone in the streets and they'd randomly have, I've seen before, like a, so I've been in the centre of Manchester walking past someone and mm. there's just someone with a Seattle Sounders yeah. woolly hat on. Quite recently, I'd say in the last six months, I've seen... Somebody at Waterloo Station in London with uh, a Columbus Crew coat on, but it was the old one yeah. with the old logo. That's good. Uh, the old Columbus, and you just you want to shout something, but it's, everyone will just think you. What do you like? What do you? What's what like? What's the hashtag? Crew ninety six. <laughs> like you just you seem like a lunatic. So instead, we just uh, take a sly picture of them and send it, <laughs> yeah, to, send each it to each other. Uh, also, in the uh, the Shell petrol station the other day uh, in the Midlands in the UK, I saw someone in a Portland shirt. Uh, it's the old, old, old one, which just reminds me of Nagby scoring an absolute worldie. Um, it's just so random. Yeah, I saw one of the uh, stewards at a Chesterfield versus Bolton Wanderers <laughs> yeah. game wearing an Orlando City hat. Get in! Um, right, there's been some transfer activity this week. Quite yeah. a, a few big signings, really. Um, as we do this podcast now, it's not has it quite not quite been confirmed, but it's it's going to be confirmed. LA Galaxy have strengthened, haven't they? Yeah, I, I love this. We're literally mid podcast. It's just coming from my phone. Look at this breaking, <laughs> well, actual like breaking MLS news. Um, so first of all, don't really want to bring this to your attention because I've not told you about this. Uh, Fenerbahce interested in Lucio Acosta. Not surprised at all. Neither am I. I can't, like, I'm surprised the, the PSG deal didn't go through because I, I think we all know he's an incredible talent. Uh, Fenerbahce now sniffing around. I'd stay, I'd stay where I was if I was Acosta, to be fair. Yeah. I know it's money, but I think there's better moves than Fenerbahce. We have discussed, though, that it is difficult. I know Almiron's done it, but it is difficult for players to move from yeah, MLS yeah. straight to one of the bigger nations. So maybe Turkey, like Carl uh, Larin. Maybe it's a way in. Hmm, worked out great for him. Um, so this is uh, this is LA Galaxy signing uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez from Boulogne. Uh, he was of course with Columbus Crew in 2015, was it? 2014, 2015. Yeah, about then, yeah. Um, so he is returning and he's uh, he's joining the Galaxy, strengthening. Like it? Yes. Um, Toronto for strengthened as well, haven't they? We kind of touched on this a few weeks ago, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, so uh, Pozuelo comes in, and I, I, I this is just so... I know Altidore's back now, and we touched on Altidore's return last week, um, but Pozuelo is such a huge, huge signing. Hmm. This guy, uh, Genk, won the league. He was their captain, he was their talisman, top scorer. They dragged this transfer out 
for as long as they possibly could until the end of their season um, because they just needed him. Like They couldn't imagine taking to the field without him. He's that integral to them. Um, I don't know how we sort of feel about MLS being comparable to, to Genk. I, you know, I, I genuinely... Oh, better than Belgian League. Come I, on. I think, I think it's a step up for him, yeah. but I think in a team that really do require something up top. Uh, I know Josie's back now, but they certainly were struggling without yeah, yeah. him. Uh, Josie's not getting any younger as well. I think I think this is a really, really big signing. Yeah, kind of uh, someone to replace Giovinco a bit for me. Yeah, um, obviously had money to spend, but I, I think Giovinco came at a really... Uh, important part of his career, he was certainly still still young, still had a lot to offer, and I think it's the same for Pozuelo. I think this is I think this is big. I'm 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 anticipating big things. And finally, New York City. Uh, how is it? Heber. This is interesting. Heber? Because how do you pronounce it? I don't know. Heb, Heber. Heb, Heber. Uh, <laughs> Heber. Dos Santos. <laughs> Look, Dos Santos. Dos Santos is signed for <laughs> New York City. Um, it's, I don't really know much about him, so I'm no, leaving this down to you. Yeah, it's, well, it's not it's not such a um, big marquee signing. I think it's certainly someone they need. They need a forward. They've been playing Mitrita. Um, they've tried Morales. They've tried various players playing in almost like a false nine. But they've got an actual nine. He's going to wear nine. Um, and interestingly, they were in competition with Red Bulls to sign. Really? Yeah, to sign him, uh, which was. Going, it felt like it was going on for a long time, but uh, NYCFC got their man. I feel like the money may talk. The City Group money may talk clearly. Yes, um, I'm looking forward to for, to watching him. To be honest, I think NYCFC obviously have started the season um, with draws, <laughs> so uh, they need to start picking up some wins. But obviously, it's better to draw than to lose. And uh, I think we need that extra bite up front. So it'll be really interesting to see how he does. Yeah, he's, uh, just, he's described as, um, from from what I've read and from what I've seen, he's, he's very mobile, uh, likes to, to get in behind the defence, likes to use his pace to run in. And I, I just think that's nice. It offers a different dimension for, for New York, who are basically having to use the wings at the minute. It gives them something focal straight down the middle. And I, I think whoever they signed was always going to help because they, they're just so light in that position. Yeah, hopefully it'll work well with Matrita as well. It'll be interesting to see if we can get some crosses mm. In at Matrita and stuff like that. Uh, right, so that is the uh, the signings that have been made in MLS this week. Now uh, we're going to do five extra things you may have missed <laughs> in MLS this week. It was seven last week. But yeah, we've, we actually got five this time. I've got five this time. Although uh, the news about Acosta being linked with Fenerbahce was one of them, so I've had to pluck another one out of <laughs> midair. Uh, but we have got five. So Elliot, would you like to give me the first number? One. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, I listened back to this in my car. So, you know, I got a new car the other day. Yeah. Sounds ridiculous. Got the bass. The bass, like, when do you know when I was ill that week? Ridiculous. One. Um, the first thing you may miss from MLS this week is uh, Atlanta United. Julian Gressel has uh, stopped his contract negotiations with the club. Um, this is, for me, a bit worrying because I like Gressel and I think he adds something to a team. Do you think this maybe offers a little bit of insight into what's going on at Atlanta at the minute? Yeah, well, they've both declined to comment on it, uh, of what I'm reading here. And it kind of feels like there's a bit of, yeah, things at Atlanta, I know they've not won yet in the league, but things just aren't 
they're not. I don't know. It's just something there. I don't know whether it's friction with the ball or whether there's there's some players that like the ball, some players that don't, and there's a friction in the camp. I don't know. But Gressel's hanging on. He may be hanging on for a bit more money. We don't know. Yeah, but... I, I don't want to. <clears throat> I don't want to make too much of a of a thing about it because we're, we're only sort of looking from from the outside in. I just I just feel you have to. The the only way to look at this is if Tata st- stuck around. Yeah, and Atlanta win a couple of games at the start of the season, coming off the back of the the win. You know, he's making the team. He signs. It, it, yeah, I mean, th- there wouldn't be a question, would there? No, I don't think so. Just just looking back, so he starts the game uh, in the Champions League on the first of March. Uh, he was rested against DC, their first MLS game. Oh, so there was somebody who was rested against DC. <laughs> um, he then uh, didn't play in the Champions League on the 7th. On the 10th, he started. He started on the 14th. And against Philadelphia, he started as well. So he's started the last three games. Mm. So he's been included in this DeBoer stubbornness that's going on. Um, maybe, I don't know. We, don't, we, we won't ever know. But we can only speculate. Yeah, so we'll keep our eyes on this one in the next few weeks. Elliot? Two... Friend of the show, Mo Adams, he's uh, gone on loan to Memphis 901 FC. Chicago Fire have uh, loaned him out. They do have a clause in the contract that says that he can recall him at any time. Yeah. Um, Mo is, hasn't really played for Chicago this season. You can listen back to his uh, the episode where we speak to him uh, just before the uh, Super Draft. That's episode one of this season. Uh, so we wish him good luck with Memphis 901. Interestingly, with these these loans happen quite a lot, by the way. So it, it basically just means that they've been made available to play for them. Like they they stay on the roster, yeah. Um, because it's a game by game, it's not worth um, no. messing around with contracts, etc. So they stay on the roster, and it's basically just. By the way, if you want him, you can play him. Elliot Collier. They also loaned him yeah. out to Memphis as well earlier in the month. Yep. Three. Oh, that was terrible. Oh, God. Three. Oh no! Wait a minute. <clears throat> Come on, last chance. Three. There we go. Uh, LA Galaxy, they're really good at this. They're really good at uh, making each game sort of, I don't know, there's a sort of theme behind it. Of course, we had the Beckham Mm. statue uh, that was unveiled. Uh, They did something against Minnesota. I can't remember what it was, but they were handing out free free gifts for the first 10,000 fans through the door. They're doing it again. Um, against Portland on March the 31st, which is this weekend, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's March 31st already. Uh, this year is flying. Uh, March Madness. <laughs> um, they'll be offering a LA Galaxy, LA Kings sort of co-branded car flag to the first 10,000 fans. It's their LA Kings night to celebrate the the basketball LA Kings. Um, no, hockey, but anyway. Four. <laughs> Shows how much I know. Uh, right, Minnesota United. It's getting ever closer to the Allianz Field being opened. Uh, at least last weekend, they invited all the fans to come in, have a sort of a meet-your-seat event, which I think is really funny. It's like, meet your seats. Oh, Shake hi. hands. Yeah. Hi, bro? C34. I'm going to be sitting on you all season. Um, <laughs> so they allowed the fans to come in, and there's loads of videos online of them, like, chanting and getting really... Uh, like sort of hyped up for for what's going to happen over the rest of his season. I saw Francisco Calvo was saying that they they'd been given a tour and he absolutely loved it. Yes, it's meant to be one of the better stadiums in MLS, which you'd expect to be honest. But the fans are excited. I can't wait for the first game. Um, and well, do we need a first game at home? Because the way Minnesota have started mm. started very well in their away games so far. And finally, five. Ooh. 
and finally, number five, RSL made some news over here in the UK when the BBC picked up that they announced their side for their game at LAFC this week uh, using uh, the players' favourite pizza toppings. So they put the usual graphic out where it's all the players, it's like starting 11, um, you know, and, and so forth. But they put their favourite pizza topping next to each player, which uh, was interesting. BBC picked up on this. Uh, you've got the likes of uh, quite a lot of them just like cheese pizzas or pepperoni pizzas, actually. They're quite boring. I watched all this week's uh, MLS action whilst having a massive uh, Chicago cheese pizza. Ah, well, you are alongside uh, Schmidt, Holt. Who else like cheese pizzas? <laughs> it was just them. Breaking news. Um, although, controversy... Sacido likes pineapple on his pizza. Mm, let's not enter that debate. Um, and Nick Romando likes the Supreme. Hey, Henry. Yeah? Um, before I ask you a qu- another question... Yeah. Do you know, outside of uh, this podcast, I obviously do my radio show. We used to work together. Yeah, you do. Uh, I now do my show. You now work on a chart show, don't you? Yes. Why am I wasting my time going, one, two... When we've got all these. Number one. Well, it is featuring the same voice you may recognise from the start of the podcast. However, I did sort of... I didn't ask, but I sort of joked about it upstairs. And they said uh, no, because if he hears it, it breaks um, the sort of licensing copyright thing. So so, uh, so it, if I if I now use these, is it going to cost us loads of money if he hears it? Um, yeah, so I'm going to beep it out instead. Okay, well, right, good luck. Just in case, like last week, we, we overrun at any point. The thing is, we're laughing at that joke you've just done, but everyone who's going to be hearing this podcast is just hearing beeps. Because <laughs> I've beeped it all out. So the joke was, just in case uh, we overrun, and he played number 38 there, but you won't be able to hear it because I've beeped it out. Spoiling all my fun, seriously. Uh, right, Elliot, time for the feature that everyone talks about, everyone in the world's talking about. They're like, when's, why do they come back, Henry? Yeah, well, so many people have been in touch and said, oh, what's happened to why do they? Well, it's back. Literally one person asked. Uh, hey, Henry. Yeah? Shall we do why do they? Let's do it. Have you got a question for me, Elliot? Yeah. Hey, Henry. Yeah? Why do they say dupe at Philadelphia Union? Well, Elliot, that's a very good question. Thank you, Henry. Could you please explain? That's actually their hashtag, which uh, when MLS released the official hashtags, start of the season, Philadelphia's was dupe. Now, it all comes from the song that they play after they score and before games and whatever. And we can't play it because of podcasting rules, but there's nothing against me singing it. Would you like to hear it? If you must. So this is the dupe song. So Philadelphia, you do some commentary for me, right? Philadelphia scored, right? Go on. Who do you want to score? Faffa? Let do Faffa. Anyone. All right. Could be a, an own goal. Miram own goal. Oh, stop it. Oh, do you want a Fernando Addy yeah, own goal? Fernando I forget who you hate. Fernando Addy. Right, okay. Um, Justin Miram. Plays it back to Fernando Addy. What, what team are they playing I don't know. for? Um, and Addy. Oh, he's made a mistake. It's been pounced on. It's been pounced on by Pico. Is it goal? The goal scorer for Philadelphia Union. You can stop now. 
actually quite impressive. It was. It was really impressive. So that is the dupe song. So that is why Philadelphia Union. Hashtag dupe. Give it to me now. All right, all right, all right, all right. D-double-O-P. Uh, so that is why. So that is this week's Why Do They? Anyway. We need to talk about the uh, parley kits because you put this on our Twitter page the other day and it got a lot of response. Yeah, parley. Um, so if you don't know about these, uh, MLS has done this for the last couple of years. The uh, parley kits, it's an uh, initiative from uh, Adidas where they are using recycled ocean plastic um, to create uh, MLS kits. Yeah, a good idea, this. I really like it. Yeah, so uh, basically, during Earth Week, uh, every team in MLS will be playing. The home sides will be wearing the dark navy colour, and the away sides will be wearing the turquoise colour. If you haven't seen these yet and you want to check them out, um, they're pretty cool. I like them. They're on, our, uh, they're on our Twitter. They're pinned to the top of our page, at MLS UK Show. Yes. Um, I think what... this is a leak, so I don't know if we're <laughs> supposed to... Yeah, be talking about it could this. end up being totally wrong and we just, you know, it's Elliot's fault. Yeah, it's just some guy on Photoshop. Who's, uh, <laughs> um, no, but they, um, a lot of people are criticising uh, Adidas, saying that um, <laughs> saying that they're, they're not very imaginative and that all the kits are the same in MLS. The point, I think the point is they are all the same. They're using recycled ocean plastic, so they're not going to be really elaborate. They're fairly simple kits, but actually they're, they're really smart. Which one do you like better? Dark or the brighter colour? I like the dark. I like the dark. I'm a bit disappointed because the one they've done for Atlanta is the lighter one. Mm. So I'm a bit disappointed with that. But No stripes yeah. on it, I notice. Yeah, so we do. The no. five stripes went to nine stripes and now There's they've no got stripes. no stripes. Weird. Um, right, let's look ahead to this weekend's action in MLS. It's back to a full fixture list. Last week's predictions, I won because I got FC Dallas versus Colorado mm. Rapids right. That's a 2-1. So I won uh, 15 points to 10. Um, if you uh, don't know this by now... If uh, you don't know this by now... Then what happens is, if uh, we get a score right, you get 10 points. If you get an outcome right, so let's say you say Toronto to beat New York City and it happens, you get 5 points. If they win 2-1 and you've said 2-1, you get 10 points. Feel free to DM us or just tweet us or Instagram us at MLS UK Show You know, with uh, predictions. If you want to have a go yourself, and if anyone who's done really well or really poorly, we can uh, shout them out on the next episode. Mm. So, up first. This is a Friday night game. Mm, I know. Mid- first one of the season. Midnight Saturday. Welcome back. Uh, not good for you, because you uh, you work at 6am on a Saturday morning. Really good for me, though. Toronto FC versus New York City. How do you see this one going, Elliot? Mm. Both sides got their new players. Yes. Uh, not entirely sure whether both are going to both are going to feature. I would imagine so. Uh, it's going to be subject to paperwork. I would imagine. Um, I fancy Toronto here, and I think it'll be a slender win. I'm going to go two one. Oh, I'm going to say that New York City's uh, their season of draws is going to continue. I reckon it'll be two two. Okay. Um, Saturday at a more godly hour, um, five o'clock our time, Chicago Fire hosts New York Red Bulls, who, I uh, don't know if you are aware, uh. desperate for uh, a recovery, desperate for a big win, for a response after losing at home to Orlando City, a get-in. Uh, New York Red Bulls will come back in this one, I reckon it would be 2-0. Okay, uh, I'm, yeah, I fancy New York here as well. I'm going to go 2-0 Red Bulls. Same as me. A New England Revolution versus Minnesota United, 6 o'clock on Saturday evening. 
Oh, this is tough. New England can't keep being bad, surely. That's my theory behind it. But then Minnesota have been... I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to go one all. I think New England's poor form will continue. I reckon it'd be 3-1 to Minnesota United. Bold away victory. SKC versus Montreal. Impact, 7 o'clock, Saturday evening. Oh, I'm going to go SKC winner. I'm going to go 3-0. I was going to go 3-0. All right, I'll go 2-0. Half 7, a bit of a a California derby. San Jose Earthquakes versus LAFC. Only one winner. Look at LA's roster. It's absolutely frightening. Um... 4-0 4-0 LA. 4-0. Oh, wow. no, 4-0 on the road. Send me up the road. <sighs> That's true. Uh, no, I think it'd be 3-2 to LAFC. Okay. I don't know. I just think San Jose will score. Now, Cincy host Philly. Do yes. They, do they continue their run? Short answer? Yes, we do. They'll win 2-0. Wow. Okay. I'd, I'd, I'm... I'm, I have been impressed by them. I just, I just don't know. I'm waiting for it to kind of even itself out a bit. Um... 2-0. 2-0 Cincy. Half 11 Saturday evening here in the UK. Columbus crew. Atlanta United. Go on, you take this one. In the same way we said it about New England Revolution, Atlanta can't be bad forever, so I'm going to go 1-0. <laughs> Atlanta. Uh, 2-1 Columbus. Okay. Um, just wait till Orlando prediction. Oh, no. Uh, uh, going into Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, Colorado Rapids versus Houston Dynamo. It's due to kick off at 2 o'clock at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. <laughs> um, go on. I'll let you go first on this one. Mm, tough on this. I fancy Colorado to kind of get, get started here, finally. I'm going to go 2-1 Colorado. 3-2. Colorado. Okay. RSL versus FC Dallas. There'll be goals because it's RSL. <laughs> Both teams will score because it's RSL. There will be goals. Uh, I fancy RSL 2-0. RSL 4-2. <sighs> Vancouver versus Seattle Sounders. Yes. Cascadia. First Cascadia match of the season. 3 a.m. Saturday night slash Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. 2-1 Seattle. Yeah, I think a Seattle win 3-1. Here we go. 6-0 DC. <laughs> Orlando City versus DC United. Wayne Rooney at the Orlando City Stadium. I'm going to go 2-1 DC. I'm torn here because you want to go off the back of that performance. You want to go, right, we go home and we make it. But DC have been so good. <laughs> 2-0 DC United. That hurts me, but... Uh. And last but certainly not least, uh, this is uh, very early on Monday morning, 2am, LA Galaxy versus Portland Timbers. Portland haven't started no. too well. LA are at home. They tend to do well. But don't let me sway your decision there. 2-0 LA Galaxy. 3-1 LA Galaxy. Right, so that's almost it for episode 8 of season 2. We've got one more thing to do, and that's to reveal the player... Of the in the game with the changing name, I'm annoyed because since you told me it, we've been doing the podcast. I've not had time to think, but I'm thinking that because it's Orlando, I could get it. 2015 to 2016, play for Orlando 30 times. He is a defender from France. His surname, I know who it is. I know who it is. Is a first name. I know who it is. Go on. Who is it? Aurelian Colin. It is. Yes. Well done. Yes. 
Uh, well done for Stephen for uh, asking us that on Twitter. You can DM us at MLS UK Show if you've got one uh, you want us to do as well. Dead happy I got that. Uh, thanks very much for listening once again. Uh, don't forget you can get involved at any time, whenever you're listening, anything that crops up, just drop us a message at MLS UK Show. See ya. Get in. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.